Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. This is the podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis flair. I am your host, your double E, Ina Esco. And like many of you out there, we were watching the video of Tyree Nichols' um, uh, tragedy. And I told myself I wasn't going to watch it, um, but I couldn't help myself. It's like it was there. So um, I have a guest with me today that is an alum of the Verbally Effective Podcast. He's here for his part, too. And, um, you know, I thought that he would be awesome in talking out some of these issues with how we're feeling in the community of Memphis right now. I have with me uh, Tennessee House District 98, Antonio Parkinson on the Verbally Effective Podcast. He is a father, a business owner. Owner, record label owner, retired fireman. Okay, right. you're a retired firefighter. I am. I am. I retired in 2015. In 2015, best, best thing ever. Every, anytime somebody asks me about that, man, it's, it feel like day one. How long were you a firefighter? 25 years in Shelby County. Okay, you yeah. got that good tenure with yeah. the firefighters. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Yep, send that check. Okay. Don't, have, don't have to show up, send that check. And you are the owner of 90110 Record Label. I am. How right. you get into that business? You know, I've been in that business. You know, um, if you really think back some years, um, you know, I used to be over the Memphis and Shelby County Music Commission here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know if y'all remember Johnny Walker. I'm the one that brought Johnny Walker back to Memphis, you know, and, and had her as the executive director of the uh, Music Commission. You remember, remember them that. days, don't you? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so... So, and you know, but I've been, I have been, you know, I've been an owner of recording studios from way back, even before then. Okay. And so, yeah. How's business going? Business is good. Okay. You know, business is good. We things were listening okay. to some of your beats just now. I was like, right. well, look, you can cross over into the pop genre with your beats. Like, right. um, that's what the vibe I'm getting, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's definitely been an evolution. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's my, that's my what I call it my safe space, you know, you know, to be able to get in and, and, and do some music production and just, you know, sink in and, you know, clear the world out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and live in that space. I love it. I, I honestly love it, you know, and, um, you know, um, you know, everyone's in my family too. Really? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's almost like you got to have a balance cause you've been in politics for a while. You right. have to have some type of outlet and right. something, you know, to yeah. kind of balance everything out. Yeah, that that creative side is definitely that side for me. So, um, you know, um, anything creative, um, I'm working on um, two books right now. Um, mm. You know, the uh, music, of course, and you know, and and then uh, you know, we have uh, our um, clothing company. You know, okay. uh, popular mail, popularmail.com. Shameless plug. Yeah, popularmail.com. Popularmail.com. Yep. Okay. Uh, check it out. It's, uh, and you know, so a lot of times I get asked about, you know, the, uh, you know, the clothes I wear or the hats and, and, you know, the, the accessories and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I said, I need to find a way to, you know, be able to kind of corral all of this and put it in a box so people can get access to it. And, yes. And, yeah. you know, I always see you on social media. Um, you TikTok famous too. Right. Um, cause, cause you're going to post. And, and that's one of the things I love about you. Um, seeing another side yeah. of the man on right. social media. Why is that so important for you to be active on social media? You, you know, honestly, the biggest part of that, well, well first of all, I, I got a marketing company, my company, black market strategies. That's the foundation for everything that I, I, I do, honestly. And, 
and that was born out of um, uh, well, it's a marketing, public relations, and public opinion company. But it was born out of everything I learned in the music business and marketing and promotions. You know, mm-hmm. especially when we were out here doing doing the street teams back in the day. You know, I was one of the first. Uh, I say I always credit myself and Pepper. We were one of the first. You know, to be out here with street teams to push music mm-hmm. in the Memphis market. You know, and and so and, and we we got so good at it that. You know, we were kicking the major labels in their ass, so they started hiring us to do their work mm-hmm. in the Memphis market. And you know, back then, you know, we used to be able to we called it sniping, putting the um, you know the posters on the poles I and all of that all stuff. That, so My introduction that was, to radio, right? So that was us out there, man, cluttering up the city. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, putting the posters on the wall and getting the you know getting that music out and the snippets out back then. You know, and it wasn't even a snippet CD; it was a snippet tape back then. So, okay. so yeah, so so um, that. You know, I, I built my the foundation of my uh, marketing company, Black Market Strategies, off of that, off of what I learned from that, and it it it, it grew exponentially, and we started getting into more of the corporate spaces, you know, um, hospitals and and you know and other companies like that, large and small. So so that's that's one of our mainstays, and and you know, it's also the vehicle that that uh, gets people elected. So so now we we run a lot of people's elections in in, in Shelby County, in Memphis. You know, um, approximately um, about I would say about sixty five seventy percent of the judges that are elected come through Black Market Strategies. Come through wow. us. You know, um, and you of, handle all of their marketing. Right, um, right. Okay. A lot of the uh, city council members, um, um, more than half of the city council members. You know. Um, uh, lot of the uh, county commissioners and 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 a lot of the state legislators mm-hmm. you know we run we handle their marketing and, and you know their election operations mm-hmm. so and as so long as you've been doing this you've seen like you said when you first started with street team on feet um <laughs> out and about mm-hmm. now everything is online yeah yeah well well yeah that too but but you know that main foundation is still there you know people <clears throat> still want that direct marketing you know, because you, you think about it, you got different demographics. So, you know, like a lot of those voters are not necessarily on TikTok. Yeah, right. it's an older right, population. Right. And so, you know, and we still, we still today, we have not abandoned our foundation with putting flyers inside of the sick go on the counter okay. for people to grab or, you know, or in some of the other, you know, places where people frequent, you know, the beauty shops and barbershops, number one stop always will always be, yeah. you know, because that's, that's the, hub for black communication mm-hmm. the beauty shops barbershops and the churches mm-hmm. right the hubs for communication so so that's always a, always going to be a foundation space to start marketing and promoting something that that black people need to have access to yeah yeah well let's get into um your role um as a tennessee house district 98 um what has been some of the interesting uh bills and laws coming down the pipeline here in 2023 that you've been a part of? Um, well, I want to go back a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. before that, some of the, some of the things that, that some of the bills that I've authored and created and, and brought to fruition, you know, I believe in, in empowering our people. So uh, one of the, you probably, you've probably seen this now is, you know, I passed a bill that broke up the monopoly for the uh, cosmetology schools. And let me give you a little bit of background on that. Um, so there were 60, about 60 cosmetology school owners across the state of Tennessee. All of them were white, right? All uh, of them were so white. So we're talking about the empires, the ghouls, the, yeah. you know, all of these, these guys, right? And so 
But people, when the trend shifted from relaxed hair to natural hair, you know, people were having to go through these full cosmetology schools, you know, borrowing twenty anywhere between fifteen and thirty thousand dollars to complete fifteen hundred hours of cosmetology school. So I I passed a law that made it so you can open up freestanding schools for natural hair and aesthetics and manicuring. And when we did that, the the black ownership of these schools shot through the roof. And so I can tell you the numbers. We went from literally from, um, I think we had 112 natural hairstylists in 2013 in, in the entire state. Now we got thousands. Thousands. You know, in, in since in, since 2013 or 2015 when when the first school opened. Mm-hmm. Now we literally have thousands. And you keep in mind that that these natural hair schools, they are not only creating licensed individuals for you know, natural hair care, but these individuals also go on to open up businesses of their own too. Mm-hmm. And so it's a business that breeds businesses. Yes. Yeah. And so, so that's one of the, one of the bills that I'm proud of now this year. Um, and, and we also in that, let me go back in, in that also, we also made it so that they can, they can have an apprenticeship program in it too, which is very important because you go to school half of the time, so it's only 300 hours to become a natural hairstylist. You go to school for 150 hours, then you go work in a salon for the other 150 while you're in school. Mm-hmm. So you can make some money, so you can pay for your school. Right. Right? And so, and so, and also get a chance to build your clientele become, before you become fully licensed. And then by the time you become fully licensed, you have a clientele. You know, you've been vetted by a salon. If you're working in a salon with someone else, you've had a mentor, all of this stuff. So all of that stuff went into the legislation to make it the legisla- legislation that it is today. And now we're doing the same thing with for a lash text now for this year. So this is the new, new legislation that's coming. It's going to be the same, the same formula, you know, um, about, I think it's about 300 hours if I'm not mistaken. It's either 300 or 600. And uh, you're going to do half of it. You can do half of it in school, half of it in, in a salon, mm-hmm. and, you know, and get to work. And so we put more black folks to work faster. I love to see and, it. And we put, we create more black businesses, more black ownership, and 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 also the possibility to regain control of what is ours, and that's black hair, mm-hmm. that has been controlled by uh, Koreans and other folks in this and others. And it's amazing. I met a young lady who opened um, a black-owned uh, beauty supply store, and we had a, a live podcast, uh, Chastity, mm-hmm. and uh, she's in Midtown, Pink Noir, mm-hmm. and we talked about the barrier to entry into that in that space it's it's mostly owned by koreans and you know the barrier of entry is very hard for an african-american but she's in there and she's thriving but of course the supply chain the same Mm -hmm. (laughs) ethnicity so it's it's been a challenge but she's you know and it's, it's it's incredibly um disheartening the fact that that we we weren't even controlling our own hair. Our own hair. And uh, they're, they're right. exploiting us. Right, right, right. And so, but, you know, but, you know, I'm on a mission to 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 make sure that, you know, anything that is ours, you know, it stays in our hands, you know. And But, you know, and, and this this is a perfect segue into the, to this Tyree Nichols stuff. I'm not trying to rush you or push your agenda, but, but you know, when you think about, you know, our, 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 I mentioned this on, one, on a couple of the other channels last night, in regards to this Tyree Nichols case, you know, the, the fact that, that we struggle 
in unifying and and supporting each other and the, you know the level of of or the amount of self-hate that exists in our community with us to another mm -hmm. you know it, it makes sense why you know we weren't in control of our own damn hair that's true you know and so you know and you think about it, if you got this sister that that has this beauty supply store you know we should all be rushing in there to to we should to buy you know supplies from her mm -hmm. you know um you know but but i'm telling you you know that 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 whole issue of uh black self-hate you know that's that's something that we are going to absolutely have to address because it, it not only is what you see what you saw with five black officers that killed Tyree Nichols, but it's also for that person that that's, that that shoots and kills someone every day in Memphis, whether it's in Memphis or Chicago or any other place, mm -hmm. right? It's also you know you know what you see politically. You know we our own that same self hate exist in the political sphere also. Oh, definitely does. And so, you know, we see from, hell, my colleagues, you know, I got colleagues, you know, I won't name any names, but I got colleagues that would, if they could, if they could have delivered me to that death that Tyree Nichols had, mm. they they would do it in a heartbeat. Mm. You know, and, and it's sad and unfortunate, you know, that, that you know, we, we have this situation and it's the elephant that no one wants to talk about. Yeah. You know, our own personal accountability as a culture we it has to be addressed. We have to address, mm -hmm. you know, our uh, issues as a people. Yeah. You know, because had had that been done and had it, you know, Tyree Nichols would still be alive today. That's true. Yeah. And Antonio, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I first heard about the Tyree Nichols uh, tragedy, when I heard that it was five black officers, it just hit different. It just you Ooh. weren't expecting to hear that. No, you no. Know, that's not what we are used to hearing. Right. And it and it does something to you like, well, why would how could they do that to each other? Like, you know, and it goes back to the self hate that you're talking about. Um, but I think it goes to um a lot of more issues that we're having um with the Memphis Police Department, um, yeah. with reform yeah. that we've been talking about for years, and I think now they're gonna start listening. I hope. Well, well, I'm not so sure about that, but but it, it, you, you're, I think you're absolutely right. You got a couple of different things happening there. You know, you got the the black on black issue. You know that that self hate issue. Then you have a cultural uh, the 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 bad the toxic culture of law enforcement. Mm -hmm. So two different things happening, but they collided at the same time with this Tyree they Nichols case. Right, and then I tell you this too. You know, and I've I've every every single interview that I've done. I publicly apologize for because I discovered something about myself, those hidden biases that I have in myself. Right. Like what? You know, because when when I first heard of that, heard that there was a young man, a young black man killed by the police, I automatically I didn't just assume, but I knew that I said, no. Nah. So it's at he the most one. No, not not that. But at the, at, at the most, you might have. Four white officers and one black officer that happened to be on the scene. Oh, you thought that's right. Okay. And so and so and 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 you know and I you know I had to admit to myself, you know, it it, it was wrong for me to assume that that was the case. But this is what I have become conditioned. We've to all seeing, been conditioned, to right? And that. and I but I but I had to publicly apologize because when those black mm -hmm. faces hit that screen, it's it's like all of the air was sucked out of me. I didn't even emotionally. 
I tell people yeah. this too. Emotionally, I didn't even know. I was so emotionally confused at that you moment. You didn't know how to digest it. I didn't know how to digest it, I process understand. it. You know, I was understand. saying, no, nah, y'all got the wrong people on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 then to I was I was in a space where, okay, so do we protest and cut up now? Right. Uh, what do we do? What what do we do now that we know these are it's five black officers that did this? What do we do? What do how do we respond to this? How do I respond to it personally? Mm-hmm. Right? I was literally in a state of paralysis, emotional paralysis, because I didn't know which way to go, which way to turn I, on I this. I feel you on that. Right. And and then when, you know, they moved as swiftly as they did, mm-hmm. the the thought hit me like, well, damn. They don't move this swiftly with white officers. Now, then I find myself, am I defending these black officers? Right. You know, so there's a whole a plethora <sighs> of left, right, left, right, bipolar shit happening, right? That's true. With this whole, this whole situation because it's an entirely different dynamic that we have never been in as a black people, well, that we hadn't seen as a black people. Right. And 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 those individuals that did that to Tyree Nichols, they, they don't deserve our defense. You know, but at the same time, we want when white officers do it, we want this swift justice also right. for those 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 white officers. You know, and 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 it's and it's still going to be the those two sets of standards and two sets of rules. These black officers are not going to get the support of uh, Blue Lives Matter and and, and everybody's been funding. saying they've been very quiet. They haven't said a word. Blue Lives Matter. They're not going to say a word because they're black officers. But if it was white officers, you know, you had Blue Lives Matter, a GoFundMe would have been set up before they were even charged, millions of dollars in the GoFundMe, which would have delayed the charges and, you know, brought the best defense and all this stuff. But you got one of them that hadn't even made bail yet. And so he's still sitting in jail. No, it's four of them out. And And who bonded them out? The union? I I don't know. I don't know. I've I've heard that, you know, that speculation, but I'm not 100% sure if that's the case because even the union came out with a statement that kind of distanced the union from you know, the acts of these individuals after the video dropped last night. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but you know, but I tell you, it's, it, it puts us in a different space uh, that, that we hadn't been before and, and, been. you know, and, and uh, a different, a whole different cognitive space and, you know, trying to figure out, you how know, do you how, move forward how do you this? move forward, how do you respond? So where were you last night when you saw this video and what were your immediate thoughts? Um, yeah, so I I was at Channel Five and when when I watched the video for the first time and and um you know it it it, it I literally it literally made me sick literally made me sick um you know um my I, I got a headache I got a headache immediately you know after watching it uh you know and 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 you know just to see that um um. It's, it, it takes an emotional toll on you, mm-hmm. you know, to see. And, and then you, you you have to factor that these are our people doing this to our people. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I just don't understand. And I'm trying to, you know, wrap my arms around how how is it that, um, you know, they didn't see their nephews, their sons, their exactly. neighbors, you know, the you know, their friends in Tyree Nichols as they were, as they were doing this to him, they literally uh, had stood him up with his hands behind his back, handcuffed and were were hitting him. 
when, when that man had the baton, that's what right. got me. Right. Like, Kicking oh, him. Why? Yeah. And then when you hear when you hear the description from his mom, you know, when she saw him in the hospital and when she was saying his neck was was literally exploding, basically open because of the swelling, you know, it's 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 hard. And yeah. and to hear Tyree cry for his mother yeah. that was only so many feet. Yeah. You know, they were in his neighborhood. He was almost home. He kept crying out for his mom, which took me back to George Floyd. Right. Calling for his mother. And yeah. and it just hurt my heart because I could think that could have been my son. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what did this boy yeah. do? And it almost makes you feel like, is this personal? Like, yeah. what is going on here? Yeah. It's, you know, I you know, I don't know if, if you know. Of course, there's a lot of speculation out there if it, if it was, you know, had something to do with something personal. And, and if it and did, it, the charges should change. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it will change if, if that's the case. And, and as a matter of fact, you know, we all witnessed the fact that there were more than, you know, five officers right. out there. Right, I too, said and, it's you know, way so, more than five people on the scene. Yeah, but I, I suspect that there there's going to be more charges coming. It, there could even possibly, as you just alluded to, there could even be possibly be upgraded charges based on, you know, what the, what the storyline, you know, comes yeah. out to be. And yeah. um, something that was also noticeable um, in that neighborhood, we're talking about East Memphis. Uh, right. At the time of day it was, no one came out of their house. Nobody wanted to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know I'm nosy as hell. If I see the police across the street, oh, I'm, I'm going to open the door right. and maybe stand in my driveway. But nothing. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was really interesting, you know, at the, especially at that time of night, and uh, you know, as quiet as it was in that neighborhood. Yeah, that was very interesting, you know, you know. But I also, um, you know, after you know, twenty five years on the fire department here in Shelby County, um, I've never seen a situation where, you know, uh, those of us that have been sworn to to render care, protect, you know, the public. Where, where no care was rendered. And that, that part killed me it also. Took 28 minutes for yeah. him to get in that ambulance because, you know, I, I watched it on CNN because right. they had unedited footage and the sky cam was the best view, of course. And it was going on and on. People, cops walking back and forth, looking at them, right. not rendering any care. That hurt yeah. my heart. And he just kept slumping over. I was like, right. oh my God, yeah. how long is this going to take? Yeah, that and, and, you know, and then to listen to, you know the the high fives and bragging about yes. you know you know you did this and you did that and he still didn't die or he still didn't you know pass out or you know it's 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 sickening it's 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 it's, it's truly truly sickening you know and 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 truly unacceptable too and and it, and it goes it, it, you know culturally too uh, you know i talked about this earlier about becoming desensitized to th- some of these situations and these issues you know we we you know I, I i i think it's important for people to know our people to know that that you don't have to accept you know these conditions you don't have to accept hearing the gunshots you know throughout the night you don't have to accept you know um you know death in your community every day you don't have to accept that but i do think that that we really really truly need to change the model for how we how we speak to these issues, mm-hmm. you know, we we and I, and I say this all the time, right? You know, and there's nothing against, you know, uh, people that protest. Protest brings great awareness to issues, but you know, this everybody's aware of this issue. You know, the media brought awareness to this issue. Yes, they but, did. But, but you know, I, 
I always say that, you know, America, you know, America has, has, a, has a, a primary language and, and it's not English and it's not Spanish. It's capitalism. That's their primary language. And if you're not speaking that language, you basically sound like Charlie Brown's teacher to the to to the people that matter. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, they will they will let you protest to you to your legs give in, to you to your ankles give out and you you can't walk no more. They they'll let you burn down the buildings because all of them are insured. Mm-hmm. You know, everything to that bag of potato chips that you loot mm-hmm. is insured. Right. And and then they'll decide whether or not they're gonna put that building back in your neighborhood or put it in another neighborhood that they've been eyeballing anyway. Right. And so, you know, that model, it it obviously is not working because we got another police killing. Yeah. Right. Not in, not in 2023. I I don't think the protests, you know, you know, and, and, and again, let me say this. So, so that the, the protest people don't come and try to run us off with rakes and pitchforks. It's nothing wrong with you protesting in your and letting your voice be heard. And by all means, let your voice be heard. But if we are not directing our spending, mm-hmm. it's falling on deaf ears mm-hmm. because they know one thing for sure. They we've been under the petri dish in America and being studied in America longer than any other people in America. Yes, we have. And so they know that nobody ain't talking about Trayvon Martin right now. Mm-hmm. They got so much they, data on right, us. Right. They know that we're gonna we're gonna once we finish protesting that it's gonna people are gonna forget. They know that 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 um you know people are you know, George Floyd, you know, nobody was mentioning George Floyd yesterday I mean three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They're mentioning George Floyd now because of, you know, Tyree Nichols, but they know we're gonna forget. They know we're gonna it's gonna die down and things are gonna go back to normal, right? All of that money that was for uh, diversity that came through all these corporations after George Floyd. You ain't heard nobody else, none of these corporations talking about that. NFL does. I give them a shout. But you ain't heard nobody else talking about this stuff. No, they have and, reevaluated that budget, right. and, and it's not the same. Right. And, and, and you know, but but if we are not talking about, if, if we as a black people do not get together, and I don't even want to say the unify word because, you know, that that doesn't happen with us. But if we do not get together and, and direct how we spend our money and who we spend our money with, because all it's going to take is one example. Mm-hmm. You know, you pull that black dollar away from one business mm-hmm. and they will go screaming bloody murder to the powers that be, hey, you got to stop this behavior. We got to do something else mm-hmm. because they are drying us up over here because these black folks ain't spending their money with us no more. Yeah. It takes one example. One good example. One example for one corporation. One example. And uh, I guess, um, you know, to follow up with your point, last night there was a peaceful protest, although you would have thought the way the media was pushing as if we were going to clown and disrupt after we saw the video. I didn't have that feeling. Activists that I know I talked to, they're like, no one on our team is trying to, you know, tear the city up. So it's to me, it seemed like it was a narrative being pushed, especially by big media, as if Memphis was about to burn to the ground. Did you feel that? You know, I, I so it, it goes back to me apologizing for my hidden bias, right? Mm-hmm. There are hidden biases on other sides too, mm-hmm. right? You know, and you know, and the fact that you know, saying that you know they expected us to you know burn, baby, burn, mm-hmm. right? But but you know, I want to cautiously say that because you know. That what we saw last night was just the beginning of you know the initial reaction to you know the the video being released. Now we hadn't seen the planned protests yet. Mm-hmm. 
That was the impromptu protest. That was the impromptu. Right. They right. stopped 55 to stop right. commerce. That was right. the intent. Right, right. And so the, the planned protest, I'm sure there's going to be more across the country, you know, not just here in, um, in Memphis. But, but that's, that's that. But, you know, they, again, you know, I was conditioned to see white officers being involved in this, and it wasn't. And the powers that, that, that be are conditioned to seeing things get out of control, and it wasn't. Right. So, you know, so there's those biases on both sides. And, you know, just like you mentioned, we're struggling with our thought process with this because it was five black officers. What are the white officers and the white folks feeling like right now? Have yeah. you talked to any? Like, what are, I, were they, what are their thoughts on this? You, like, we ain't in it. You know, you know, I, I, I didn't get that from him. You know, I talked to some of the uh, white officers, uh, you know, uh, some of the MPD brass last night and, you know, and, and honestly just encouraged them, you know, because because here's the thing, you know, again, goes back to those emotions all over the place. Right. Because we know we know people that work in Memphis Police Department, man. They, they We got cousins and aunts mm-hmm. and. You know, some people got mothers and dads and brothers and fraternity members, fraternity members, you know, that work in, you know, Memphis Police Department. And, you know, we kick it with them, you know, and, and you know, I can go down to a cigar shop and 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 whoop certain Memphis police officers and dominoes. They know who they are. You know who you they, are. You know who you are. Right. And, 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 you know, these are our friends. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and, and I, mm-hmm. I, so I spoke to, you know, some of the, you know, you know, at least one of the uh, white Memphis police officers kind of high ranking and just encouraged them, you know, and, and, you know, told them to hang in there, spoke to my, my precinct commander uh, at Austin P um, station, uh, Colonel Ross, who's a great guy, you know, a great guy. Right. And 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 I also spoke to you know some of the heads of well one of the heads of the uh, African American officers you know um, for Memphis Police Department and 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 had a conversation with them you know in 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 regards to you know how you know we can help them from a media standpoint right to to put some distance between and some space between the African American uh, police officers or the African American Police Association and you know, you know, those individuals that were responsible for this act because because it, it's easy for not just not it's so irresponsible what they did, because it's easy for people to to create an association with all black officers because of the acts of those uh, individuals that were on the scene that night. You know, and it's dangerous because if a person is in fear and they feel like their life is in danger, they might start being offensive minded with these officers you know, whether it's, it's, you know, shooting or, or, you know, trying to hurt the officers, thinking that the officers are trying to hurt them. And, and so, so it's a, we're in a, we're in a, we're in an interesting space, you know, where it's going to take a lot of healing and a lot of, you know, and I hate to, I hate to use this word, but a lot of conversation, you know, and, and acts that are going to, to bring us all back together. Yeah. Um, what do you know about that Scorpion unit? Like, what was the mission of the Scorpion unit? Do you know? So, in all honesty, you know, I didn't even know the Scorpion unit existed until either. until this this news hit. You know, and and uh, so it was it was a first for me hearing about it. But but I quickly, um, you know, uh, associated with the likes of the Cobra unit that was existed in Atlanta um, Police Department back in the day, back in the Freaknik days. You know, yeah, they what you keep, know about that? I don't know nothing about that. They, they, used to, they used to, I know the Cobra Union used to keep us in, keep us acting right. 
you know, make sure yeah, 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 because they were very present. Okay, so scorpions seem to be present in in uh, you know unmarked cars, right? Um, A group of black men, you know. um, I've heard a few things about the scorpion unit, but um, nothing just really confirmed yet. Mm -hmm. But we've been hearing so many things, and this is just the beginning, like you said. So um, yeah. what are we hoping for? I, I hear you mention conversation. We need to have conversation. Um, you know, what does that look like? Like more podcasts, more TV interviews, like uh, it needs to be, more it, sessions together in Memphis? You know, you know, it needs to it needs to be conversations, <clears throat> but but solution oriented conversations. Right. And, and all of them don't need to be before the cameras. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, we don't need that. We need some real, and especially with with us as black people. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got to sit down and get our shit together. We we really do. Um, you know, and and we got to, you know start putting these these issues and and these distrust that we have with each other and this crab in the bucket syndrome mm. that we have with each other. We got to get rid of that shit because it's killing us, literally, killing us. And yeah. yeah, and 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 we are uh, we are being delivered to death by our own people. Mm. Yeah, you know, you you hear you hear where, um, uh, you know, I forget, it's, it's floating around on on social media. You know, where they say, "Man, we're doing the job of the Klan." Yeah, yeah, because you know we're killing our own. We're we're delivering our own people to to their death. And and you know, and then, and then you know, the conversation about whether or not I mean about parents. You know, we we got to have you know we got to have real conversation yeah. with with parents about being parents to their kids, right? True, and and not being the best friends to your kids, and actually parenting, yeah, and making sure your kids are doing what they're supposed to do, and making sure you know that that you know you know that you're imparting the wisdom in in your kids, you know, as as much as possible, and even with that, you can tell uh, Tyree Nichols he had the wisdom because he was trying to de-escalate but he that was. doesn't always work you know yeah. but but we got to have these conversations and and not just conversations you know because i'm sick of conversations i'm sick sick of meetings but we got to have solutions that that we actually deliver on yes at all levels of black society and that goes for us as elected officials that goes for you know the head of the household Right. And, you know, it's not going to all be born on elected officials. You know, like I give you an example. You know, we passed a law. If I'm not mistaken, we passed a law that for a duty to intervene. You know, so I think that's the law of the state. You what know, does that, that mean? Duty. That to means intervene? that if you see if you see uh, an officer, you know, mishandling or, or mistreating a citizen and you're another officer. You have it's your by law. You have to intervene and stop them from doing it. If you're another officer, right? No one exercised that last night. No, not one single person exercised that on that video. Mm-mm. Yeah, and and that's the law. Yeah, they they were supposed to uphold the law. Mm-hmm. They were sworn to uphold the law, and that's the law. And they didn't uphold the law. Let me ask you this, Antonio: Have you ever had an altercation with a police officer? You know, uh, I had. I remember. I remember being at Denim and Diamonds. I remember yeah, the D&D. I had just got me, got my brand new Dodge Durango. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so I was Durango and right, right. Couldn't tell me nothing. Right? Not with the Dodge, not with the white Dodge Durango. Not that joint. Right? A 99 at that. Come right, on. right. And so and so I remember they I remember they surrounded the parking lot of them and Diamonds and and shut everything down and um 
And um, police we were, was always there, man. Yeah, but this time, outside. this time, this looked like some New World Order stuff. I'm like, Ooh. man, I didn't even know we had that many police officers in Memphis. You remember okay. how big that parking mm-hmm. lot was, right? It was huge. There was no escape off the parking lot, Dang. right? I mean, all cars, police cars, blue lights, everything couldn't, you know, so you couldn't even get off the lot unless they let you off the lot. And they were sweeping for warrants and, and all of this stuff at Denim and Diamonds that day. And um, I remember. Um, you know, trying to get off the lot and, 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 you know, I was a firefighter then too. So, you know, I, I showed them my, my firefighter ID and they still talk really, really crazy to me. And, you know, basically they say, I don't give a fuck if you're a firefighter and, Ooh, and, 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 and your new truck, you drive that motherfucker off the, off the curb if you want to get off. Ooh. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of crazy, but I ain't, I ain't had very many incidents you know, with, with Memphis police department, um, you know, um, you know, because, because I've, I've, I've always been, uh, a supporter, you know, of, you know, especially from our precinct, you know, because, you know, being, being on the ground with the people, you know, we have to be able to, to, to work with the police department and the people. And, and in a lot of cases, some cases run as intercessories between the two so that, yeah. so that we keep the police, uh, community relations and, and help to keep the police community relations in, in, intact and in order. Okay, gotcha. Now, are your conversations the same or different with your sons? You have sons? No, I don't have sons. I got I daughters. Sons. I got daughters, but my conversation is the same with my daughter, you know. Uh-huh. You know, um, and, and I've always, you know, I've always been uncut with my with my, with my my daughters, Gotta right? Be. So, you know, about everything, not just this mm-hmm. stuff, but about everything, right? They, I mean, they get the uncut language, uncut versions, uncut everything. So we they, are, they are very aware <laughs> of what of what's what's happening out here in these in these streets. In these streets. These streets. Daddy right. gonna tell them. Right, if right. Ain't nobody else gonna right, tell them. Right, right, right. Yeah. Got what are their thoughts on the situation? Uh, Have y'all talked about it? Yeah, yeah. I talked to my daughter about it more from a um um my 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 youngest daughter more from a precautionary you know standpoint you know not in detail detail but but about just you know uh you know get out the streets you know just chill for a second you know she's a licensed stylist my daughter she's shout out to kirsten parkinson she she became a licensed stylist at 16 wow right right and so she has she yeah and she and she has literally clients every weekend right Mm -hmm. so so she's still in high school Right, and she she uh, literally has clients Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and so I, I I was just explaining to her that you know no ripping and running this weekend because it's it's hot out there, right? And you know we need to see what's going to be happening with you know with the situation, and, and and you know, and I told her about the situation, what was going on, and yeah, and you know, so yeah, I had to have that discussion with my son as well because uh, he wanted to get out in them streets. I'm like, right. no, baby, tonight not the night. Let's see how everything goes. Right? How old is he? Seventeen. Yeah, my daughter's same age, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I hope and pray that things get better. Um, I, I've heard a lot of activists talk about uh, the reform that they have been requesting from MPD. Um, you know, hopefully, some of those things will get reviewed and looked at now. And like you said, more conversation, right? Well, but, you know, and I don't want to just be conversation though. It has to be solution oriented. Yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste gotcha. anybody else's time. I don't want to see no grandstanding. Just to you know, get yeah. in front of the crowd and so say. So CJ got a, a a lot of work on her hands, right? Yeah, it, it, man, I think there needs to be a review of Memphis Police Department from top to the bottom. And who does that review? 
Uh, I guess the mayor would have to bring in somebody, you know, uh, that would be independent. But, but you know, has it our, ever been done? Uh, I I think the feds did it one time, or they did it for the jail or something, you know, and and you know, and and that maybe it needs to be a fed review. But but you know, we got there's a leadership problem because how how do how do I don't understand how that could happen mm-hmm. in all of that time and space and no supervisor was involved or, or, you know, nobody called the supervisor mm-hmm. to let them know what's, what was going on. And, Anything and, goes and, and, right, tonight. Like. Right. And, 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 and you could tell as comfortable as, as those individuals were in, in doing what they were doing. This wasn't the first time that, that it, it was done. And their body cameras on. Right, like they right. know it. Like, and, and, and like, we're going to get a pass anyway. Right. right. That's what it seemed like. So, you know, um, I think there needs to be a, a review and, and, and a true assessment from the top mm-hmm. all the way down to see where the the issues were. And if it means that you need to change some people out, then we need to change some people out because that should not have happened. They got to do what they got to do. Right. I, I agree on that audit. Yeah. Um, I've had people um, from my hometown of uh, Texas calling me, y'all okay? I'm like, yeah, we all right. You know, we, we get a little sad and trying to process this, but it was a peaceful protest. I saw online somebody said this happened. I'm like, there were peaceful protests. Like, I think it's just still some people still trying to push this negative narrative. But I think right. Memphis handled it well. But like you said, it's just the beginning. Right. I want you to repeat <clears throat> after me, Antonio Parkinson. Hey, Amen. Be- before you before you do that, before okay. you do that, okay. you, you, what part of Texas are you from? Beaumont. You lying. You don't know about no Beaumont. You lying. I finished high school in Port Arthur, Texas. Did you? You Port Arthur. Yes, I, yeah, I we finished high school in Lincoln High School. I don't remember talking about this. I went this. to Westbrook High School. You went to Westbrook? It's not even you look Westbrook like a, anymore. You look like a Westbrook high school. You, man, man. Look, seriously. I'm like, wait a minute. So you were I don't remember talking about this. By me they came behind me. They literally came behind me. I bet they did. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yep. That is crazy. What, what can I ask what year you came out? Or do we need to mute that for uh, Class of 97. 97. But okay, I was so. in Memphis by then. Oh, you were in Memphis by then? So I That's moved when I was crazy. 16. Yeah. So yeah. you know about some good boot and then and some, yes, and some real gumbo then. Yes, we just went to Texas. This past summer, and we brought a lot of boudin, and links, sausage, right? Yeah, 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 right. Because they, they can't do that out here. They, they don't know nothing about that out here. No, I can't get no some real crackers. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You make gumbo? What, I, I do. I do. You don't know yeah, make huh? no gumbo. Man, I, I got the receipts. Look, okay, I'll receipts. show you the picture. So, so do you? <laughs> do I? You don't make gumbo? Yes. You don't make a real roux? Oh yes, at two five. You don't need to look Come at my on. TikTok. I got all of it on there. That's crazy. Look I, that's, at my TikTok. Um, look me is. up. What's your What's your folks' last name? Uh, my grandmother and grandfather are Shagwas. Okay. And uh, Broussards, Thibodeaux, uh, Broussards yeah. and Thibodeaux. Yeah, they all in Port Arthur too. Mm-hmm. All your, you know, so so uh, my folks, my mother's um, uh, ex husband, my stepfather. They they're Gilleries up there in Beaumont. They, oh yeah, they, I know they, the Gilleries. Yeah, yeah, they they own Chucks and, and you know they got the little boudin huts in, mm-hmm. in Beaumont too. Yeah, oh so. some of the best boudin yeah, you ever have. Man. Now my dad is a Sagi, okay. but that's Creole too. Right. So a lot of them came. Their their folks came from Louisiana, Lafayette, Maurice. Uh-huh. Right. Acadiana, yeah. Right. But that okay, that's my lifeline. Now that's repeat crazy. after me. What am I supposed to be repeating? I, I will eat good gumbo. No. no okay. Okay. Amen. Say man. Amen. Say man. You sound just like you from Memphis. Man, I've been here for. Uh, but I've been here for long. Well, I'm actually from California. 
Okay, my, originally. My, my, yeah, I was born in Oakland, grew up in L.A. for for the you know first half of my childhood and finished high school in, in Port Arthur. Got kicked out of a couple of them. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but my mother was from Port Arthur, so that's how we ended up in Port yes, Arthur. Yes, look at but, that. Yeah. Okay, this PA is a moment. Baby, home PA, of the trail, baby. baby. Golden Triangle. Golden like, Triangle, what? Okay, <laughs> This is a moment of transparency between you and I um, as a Tennessee House rep. What has been the hardest thing you've had to do as a Tennessee House rep for District 98? I had to I had to learn tolerance, you know. Um, so let me give you a little story, too. Um, so y- y'all know uh, there was a report that came out that said Tennessee State University is on, owed about $540 million. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the state owes Tennessee – State University, $540 million. And, you know, it, it's interesting how we got to that because um, I cursed everybody out on the House floor. Because I, you did. Yeah, I literally did. They were I was being threatened to be, you know, moved, removed from the House floor, this, that, and other, because, you know, there's some things that happens politically up there that, that were – you know, they had some racial racial tones to it, right? And then th- keep in mind, this is in the in the heat of the George Floyd protests. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the the um, Nathan Bedford Ford statues being removed from the Capitol and from here, and you know, and so it was a it was a it was a very toxic and explosive energy on the House floor that day. And and there was this young lady that had got killed. She went and bought some blunts. Her her and her girlfriend went and bought some blunts. And on their way home, they were driving home, and, and somebody shot them up and killed them and, in, Nashville. in Nashville. And so we were doing a, a resolution in her honor. And so one of the Republican members, uh, their leadership stood up and said he didn't agree with the girl because she was LGBTQ. And and he didn't agree with her lifestyle and turned around. It was kind of like a dog whistle you know, turned around and then all of the Republican members, um, they weren't even paying attention to the resolution. All of a sudden, they start pulling their phones out because mm-hmm. he's talking, right? And they start looking into it. And then they voted that resolution down. The lady's parents, the, the she was 17. The girl's parents, she had just died three weeks ago before that. Parents still mourning. So now publicly, you're going to, these parents are going to see mm-hmm. that the Tennessee House of Representatives voted not to honor their 17-year-old daughter who was a leader in her high school, you know, basketball player, this, that, and other song. Because they so didn't forth. agree with her lifestyle. Right, right. And so when they did that, it was so out of order to me because we, we never voted down a resolution to honor a person who's right. been who's deceased. Never mm. ever. As a matter of fact, we don't even we don't even debate the resolution. It's they the respect on, of it all. Right, they go on a, what we call a consent calendar, which we just vote for everything on the consent calendar at one time, don't even discuss it. Because these are, you know, graduation resolutions, you know, uh, a funeral resolution or somebody got married resolution, somebody got promoted resolution. We don't look at all that stuff. That's non-controversial stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, this day, they kicked that one resolution off the consent calendar and made the person that was sponsoring it go into the podium and discuss it so it could be debated. And 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 when they when they when they killed it, it it infuriated me, right? And and I and I cursed them all out on the house floor. Mm-hmm. And we had, in fact, it was so bad we shut down session. Mm-hmm. The speaker of the house shut down session. You cussed them folks out, man, good man, plum out, right? And and so when we he he had us all in his office to meet, and when we met, we you know, and I think this is vitally important. This is vitally important to this conversation. As a matter of fact, I was explaining to them. 
you know, ask why. Ask us why this is important to us. And we need to be asking you why you take the position that you take. Like, for instance, why you don't want these Nathan Bedford Forest statues now? We need to ask them why, because it might be something that they got some information or reason that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And they need to ask us the why in, 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 you know, our positions on stuff, right? And when we started having that solution-oriented conversation, an ad hoc committee was created to study, to find out if the state actually owes TSU money. Mm-hmm. Out of that conversation, after we cursed them, folks, I cursed them out, the conversation came and, and, and we had a solution-oriented conversation and come to find out when he created, when the Speaker of the House created this committee to, to see if TSU was actually owed money, it was found out that TSU indeed was mm-hmm. owed money, 540, a half a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. That the state hadn't paid TSU, mm-hmm. right? And, and, so, and so, you know, that's where I had to learn, you know, tolerance and, 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 and you know, Patience and and respect also that because just like I'm sent by my my constituents to to fight for the issues that are near and dear to them, these individuals that come from these rural communities are sent by their people too mm-hmm. to fight for issues that are near and dear to rural communities. And and Nathan Bedford Forrest is one of the things that's near and dear to them. Yeah. You know, and so and so that's that's been the issue. The other thing that that has been a challenge is our own people. Mm-hmm. You know, dealing with legislators that that look like me that hate my guts mm-hmm. and hate other legislators guts that look like us. You know, because either because you know these individuals are are shining or they're getting stuff done or they're being they're being, you know, uh, great at what they were sent up to up there to be. And you just got other individuals up there that, that look like us that um, hate the fact that, that, that we're there. And that's and sad very to subtle say. with it, subtle with it or, no, or no. your face with it. Well, well, you know, they're political with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of the older elected officials, well, some of them, I don't want to say all of them, but some of them, you know, they throwing a rock and hide in the hand is the, is the weapon of choice, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, you know, but i give you an example. We had, you know, we had, you know, the black Tennessee Black Caucus has the numbers in the Tennessee Democratic Caucus. Let me let me explain that to you for people that, that might not understand what I'm talking about. So the How, Tennessee House of Representatives has a group of Democrats. That's the Tennessee House Democratic Caucus. Right. That's all of the Democrats that are elected in the Tennessee House of Representatives. The Tennessee Senate has theirs also Senate Democrats. So the Tennessee House Democrats, the black caucus, the black members of the Tennessee House Democrats is the majority of the people in the House of Democrats. Mm -hmm. The black members are the majority. Well, we have elections every two years. Right. For the leadership of the Democratic caucus which includes the black members and the white members. But the black members are the majority. Mm-hmm. Well, two of our black members, because they had didn't like the, the black leader of the Democratic caucus, went over there with the white members 
and voted to put a white member as the Democratic caucus chair when, yeah. in fact, the black members are the majority. That's crazy. Yep. And and two of those two they did that are from Shelby County. What? That's but that's that's that self hate that I'm talking about though, mm-hmm. right? So you rather you rather cut a deal because you hate your brother so much to remove him from that top position and give it to you know somebody that don't even have your self interest at heart. When you see things like that, do you do you try to you know talk with talk with our folks and you know try to. Find some common ground and, hey, we shouldn't do each other like that. I, I, I had, and see, that's something I got to work on for myself because I have zero tolerance for dealing with people that Harriet Tubman would have shot. <laughs> Whoa. Seriously. Yeah. You know, because it's so much at stake. It's so much at stake. And then the killer part is they were doing it for their own self-interest because they thought they were going to get nominated for another one of the leadership positions. And it didn't and, even and, and the white boys didn't even nominate them. That's how they do you. Yeah. So now you're looking real silly. <laughs> Both of y'all. Wow. Yep. Well, yeah, I'm sure you've seen a lot in your role, um, experienced a lot. Um, you know so much about, you know, how politics work. And I definitely wanted to get you on the show today so we can kind of talk through some of the issues at hand, especially this Tyree Nichols situation. Um, we just saw the tape last night. So as you mentioned, you know, I'm sure more things are coming down the line, the pipeline. So um, I'm going to stay in touch with you um, so you can keep me posted. Yeah, on, yeah. On yeah. what's developing. Yeah, you got to pull up with that boudin, though. And, 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 <laughs> I know you was going to gumbo, say though. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see what's really happening here I now. I got you. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, she's going to go Look, because I, I don't want no restaurant gumbo. You know you know what I they be trying to do? It's the gumbo. worst, man. That thick stuff. I don't know what they doing, man. It's out of I, a can or right, something. Right. I'm telling you, man, like I need it. some crab and some chicken and yes. some shrimp and some sausage. I just made some yeah. beans and rice the other day. You it ain't seen Man, what? Man, look, look, don't get me started. Beans and rice. If you ain't making beans look, with sausage in it, you ain't, you ain't making beans. We need to beans. do a potluck. We, we need I'll to sign. do that. And, Seriously. you know. We need to do that. For oh, real. Well, we can do a cooking show, uh, a, competi- a Creole competition. Man, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's do, it. do it. Well, Antonio Parkinson, I want you to let the verbally effective audience know all of your social media outlets so they can continue to follow your journey and keep up with what you got going on. Yeah, so so I will, I will give you, you know, my legislative, uh, well, you know, I try to keep it all separated. So, um, you know, if you're trying to follow me on social media through um, for legislative stuff, it's at TN Rep Parkinson at the letter T, the letter N, R-E-P Parkinson. And that's for all social media. That's for Snapchat, you know, Instagram, TikTok, you know, all of that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're um, trying to follow me for any of the other stuff, just um, hit me Antonio Parkinson or Touche or, you know, if you're trying to buy some clothes, popularmail.com. Y- y'all check out that line. I promise you, it's, it's some fire for real. What kind uh, of items you got in that popular mail? Yeah, popular mail. This is where the watches and braces come from. Right yeah, but, but we got jewelry. more than that, though. We got, we got mm-hmm. you know, uh, dress shoes, hats, suits, pants. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we got some stuff, you know, it's fire for real. And that's really what you're known for. Yeah. That, yeah, that's right, your style. Right, right, right. Yeah, so popularmail.com. If you need some studio time. You know, hit us up nine oh one dot ten. Get it get, in. Get you get in the studio. In. You know, we got we got the hot stuff. We we got we got great producers. You know, uh, that that write music and and we can get you some good, clean, finished product that can compete. 
Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I got to yeah. taste some red beans and rice, but until I do, I really appreciate yeah. <laughs> you, Antonio Parkinson. Thank you so uh, much. Tennessee House District 98. He's fighting a good fight for you and me, Shelby County. And check it out. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I need you to hit that subscribe button on that Ina Esco channel. And I need you to subscribe on all streaming platforms, verbally effective podcasts. I'll see you guys next week.